Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And in our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, scene by scene, and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases worst. We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes. So whether you're a fan of the show, Dink, the Sardo. No, mister. Accent on the dough. Hi, Andy. Won't you come play with me? Hey, we're just having a goof. Or experiencing it for the first time. We know there's nothing better than staying up all night with a scary story. Having an old friend. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Josh. And Adam is off this week, so I am once again joined by the Brothers Blevins. Hi, I'm the butterscotch candy that's found in your grandmother's purse, Chris. And I'm the stack of old crusty porn magazines that you found in the back of your dad's closet when you were 12. Chad. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) God... Oh, uh, and this week, just like the last couple weeks, we had Brad from Watchers suggest we watch Turbo Kid, and DJ from the Dads That Drink suggests we watch Death Spa. I left it up to these guys to choose what to watch for me, and they chose Still Magnolias from 1989. So this movie stars Shirley MacLaine as Weezer, Olympia Dukakis as Clary, Sally Field as Malin, Julia Roberts as Shelby, and Dolly Parton is Truvy, and actually quite a few other people that I was surprised to see show up in this movie. And it was directed by Herbert Ross, who directed things like Footloose, Goodbye Girl, and I think the last thing I saw he directed by was Boys on the Side. Oh, that's a good one. This movie, this movie currently has a Rotten Tomato critic score of 68% and an audience score of 89%. So the audience definitely loves this movie. And it was a financial success as well, with a budget of fifteen million. It grossed ninety six point eight million. So, I guess I'll I'll let you guys talk a little bit. What made you choose Still Magnolias? Uh, well, I chose it just because I feel like it's a it's a movie that if you live in the South, it's kind of an institution. <laughs> you every Southerner pretty much sees it, and then plus only to find out too that. Josh has never seen it, so this was his first time watching the film, surprisingly. Um, And, you know, despite it being like a... It is a tearjerker film, and I don't mind them. I like melodramas, too. I like all genres. But there's also some really great funny moments, and the actresses really just do a tremendous job in this movie and deliver some really great performances. 
Well, and speaking of performances, uh, apparently Herbert Ross was uh, went kind of like the Stanley Kubrick method, if you will, because apparently he was very difficult to work with. Oh, wow. Like Julia Roberts was leaving tears after the set, telling him they couldn't act. There was one scene where he actually asked Dolly Parton, do you even know how to act? And she said, no, but it's your job to make it look like I know how to. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, I love, love that. Dolly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we have uh, quite a few interesting who could have been who's on this. Ooh. So originally Meg Ryan was going to play Shelby. Okay. But she ended up deciding to leave because she wanted to go be in When Harry Met Sally. Oh, good move on her part. Yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder was actually offered the role of Shelby. But then they decided she was a little too young for the role. They wanted her yeah. to be a little older. Uh, Daryl Hannah was actually turned down for the role of Annelle at first because they thought she was too attractive. So she came back <laughs> the next day dressed in the part of Annelle and they, they didn't even recognize her. Like she couldn't even get through the gate at first. Wow. So another interesting thing is Betty Davis saw the play because this is based off a of mm-hmm. play. <laughs> and she immediately was thinking about making the movie and she was going to, she wanted herself to play Weezer, Catherine Hepburn to play Clarice and Elizabeth Taylor to play Truvy. That's interesting. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would have been a very different movie. Yes, Mm -hmm. it would have. (laughs) All right, so I say let's get into it. Christian, want to start us off? I know this is your movie, man. Uh, (laughs) Put me on the spot. (laughs) Great, thanks. Uh, Well, let's see. How do we start off here? Well, we begin where... With Anel, who is Daryl Hannah, she's going through the small town, I guess you could say. It's a fictional town in Louisiana. Uh, she's going around, she's going for a job interview from what we see later. And meanwhile, she's hearing gunshots, looks over at a house, and there's a man trying to shoot birds out of a tree because there's a huge wedding going on. And then, of course, we get an idea what is going on, because then you got the family and all these people for the wedding working. And then we're introduced to Malin. We're introduced to her daughter, Shelby. And it's Shelby's wedding day. And she's complaining about her nails being too dark. (laughs) It's not the shade of pink that she wants it to be. And, you know, Malin is trying to make sure. No, they they look pretty red. Yeah. She was saying it was uh, darker than, well, it looked like. She had stuffed her, not stuffed, but she got her fingers dipped in the stuffed pig or something like that. I think is what the joke was. <laughs> that sounds about right. And, then, and Melinda is trying to check to make sure everything is good and the glasses are broken and she's trying to talk on the phone. Meanwhile, her husband, Drum, is out. Yeah, his name is Drum. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find, it took me a while to find out, figure out his name was Drum. Yeah, I, I just kept calling him Tom Skerritt. There we go, right? <laughs> And he's out there shooting at trees, trying to get birds to go because, you know, they got a lot of birds around their magnolia trees. Um, Let's see what else then. And then eventually gets into. Where we see Shelby is in her room, she's in her bathtub. We see Jackson, who is Josh. You know, him. oh, Dylan McDermott, there we go. Yes, I recognized him immediately. <laughs> I thought that was uh, Rupert Everett. 
seems like people get those two confused a lot. Right? But no, I definitely recognize <laughs> Dylan McDermott. It's one of them. They're twins. They could have. They're twins. They could have exactly. shared the role. Right? It's, a, it's a dual part. <laughs> um, but we find out that. You know, he's like, oh, you're finally going to marry me. She's going to go through it. He's like, I'm going to make you happy. And she's like, we'll yeah, see. He has a great line here. He has this great line. He says, the VCR alone is worth getting <laughs> married for. That's Man, funny. It's so wow. 80s. So 80s. <laughs> and then it's so funny. because Which, so, I mean, VCRs cost like 400 oh, bucks. Yes. Yeah, they it were is expensive. a yeah. hell of expensive gift. It was... You were pretty lucky to get a VSR, or VSR. Oh, my God. VCR back in the day. I remember... I actually kind of remember us getting our first one. We were, of course, we were little yeah, at the time when the family got, got one, but it was an exciting moment, mm-hmm. you know. And Dad definitely used it a lot because he recorded so many movies from there, from like HBO and all that stuff. Back when HBO used to be like part of the regular cable yep. network, like. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, I hope so. I hope we can be happy after he leaves." Meanwhile, Anel makes it to her appointment which is where we get introduced to truvy played by josh dolly Parton. dolly Parton, and who is just wonderful in this role i think mm-hmm. she's she's very lighthearted. she kind of brings the calmness i think for the group too so <clears throat> excuse me and that's what i really like um and plus she's a true southerner through and through with the accent is just beautiful you know oh yeah um oh, yeah but anyway, she go, uh, she meets Truvy. They go in, Truvy, and uh, she has her Anel practice on her hair, and it's really poofy. This is very eighties. So, <laughs> and I love her reasoning for why it's so poofy. Truvy says that she wraps her entire head in pol- at toilet paper at night. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, okay, that is okay. And we see, uh, we briefly see her husband in the beginning too, but not too much um i forget the name of the actor but he's well known as well sam shepherd thank you and uh yes. then we also see where anel gets the job she's excited but she's also yep. very nervous girl we don't know much about her and truby's trying to get it to know her try to get her to talk uh but eventually she says that okay well i don't have a car i live way across town in this right. boarding house essentially and um then of course we get to meet Clary, played by Joshi. Olympia Dukakis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is that how you say her name? Yes. Am I saying that right? You're right. You're right. You're doing it okay. right. Okay. Uh, Academy Award winner, and so she uh, she comes in, and we find out that she's uh, a well-to-do lady. She was once a former first lady of the town, with her husband, I guess, being like a, a mayor or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Um. And then, meanwhile, while Anel is kind of busy getting some towels, you know, we get a conversation between Clary and Truvy where they're sitting there talking about Anel for a moment. They're like, well, I don't know what her story is, but I feel like there's a story. And then you got Clary going, well, she's too young to have a past. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, she can't be old in 18 years. You know, 18. Yeah. She, she's too young to have a past. <laughs> and oh, she's man. like, well, this and then Dolly's like, this is the 80s. Anyone yeah. who's 18 could have a past. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, she looks older than 18. So she, I yeah, yeah. never thought she was 18. So. <laughs> is it just me? I don't know. It feels like like a lot of like the people that were like, you know, young, like in their like early twenties or something mm-hmm. like that looked older for some reason back then. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, and then they did that too with a lot of actors, which is just always that's been true. traditional. They got like so. the thirty-year-old people I mean, to play. Like that just goes on but, to but, today. But but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Because yeah. like you look at someone like Stacy Dash and Clueless, yeah. and she looks young enough. True. Yeah. Rachel True in The Craft. Yeah. Looks young enough. Now you go back to a movie like the original Blob from 1958. Steve McQueen looks like a 30 year old high schooler. Yes, on a good day, he really looks older than that. <laughs> I'm like, like how did they pass this off as a high schooler? Yeah. Which, by the way, is a good movie too, folks. If you have not seen that one, 1958, the original The Blob. Absolutely, go back to our. We covered it back in October during Halloween, so go listen to our review of it. And if you haven't seen the 88 version, see that one too. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we're back to Still Magnolias. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we have where we're back at the wedding where things are going, trying to get back into normal, I guess you could say. Um, so we have Malin and Shelby. They're trying to get together to go to the beauty parlor, which, by the way, is what Truby owns. She owns a beauty parlor. Right. right. Um, but then, of course, there's Weezer. Coming up, played by <laughs> Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean, who is just amazing in this movie. Yes. I feel like, if anything, I feel like that would be Chad's spirit, spirit guy. Spirit yeah, we, the character spirit Weezer animal. is totally Chad. Oh, yeah, I, I totally accept her as my spirit animal. And you know, that's the only thing I'd seen from this movie was the scene of Weezer at the end. And we'll talk about it in detail when we get there, but... That whole time, I thought Weezer was like a nickname. And so when I looked at it and saw that it's actually Mm O-U-I-S-E-R, and her name is actually Weezer, (laughs) I was like, oh, that's her real name in this movie. Okay, then. Yeah, but I think her her real name is like Louisa or something like that. Yeah. So Weezer is sort of a shortened form of Louisa. Yeah, it's really... Yeah. I would not have known it if I hadn't heard it, I guess, or had it explained, but... Very okay. true. Um, so we have Weezer coming up with her big dog, who is, by the way, shedding like crazy. She can't keep him in control. <laughs> He's barking like crazy because of the shooting that was been going on. So she's, yeah. you know, needless to say, she's pissed off. And then <laughs> I like how Shelby and Malin, they like, oh, no, she's coming. We're ducking, going out through the back. And But meanwhile, you got... Drum, who comes and answers the door finally, and then they have their moment of interaction, which you can see it's a um, love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, it is funny, because she's like, this dog is on his last legs for all your shooting, and he said, well, serve him on toast. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> <laughs> but I like also where he, she's like, oh, don't talk to me. like When he's like, you look like shit, Weezer, and she's like, oh, don't talk to me like that. And he goes, well, fine, you look like regular shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the dialogue in this movie is just top notch man like right and it's very smart it's it just, is. it's very yeah. well meticulous and kind of thought out with each character and mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying like you almost kind of have to read between the lines to kind of see some of the things that's being really said or done because it's really interesting um but anyway you have where weezer follows him she's trying to be like stop shooting I need to do something for this dog. You're driving him crazy. He's meanwhile like, I don't give a shit. She takes the bullets, throws them in the pool. And <laughs> next thing you know, we end up back at the beauty salon where we have yep. Mal- uh, Malin and Shelby. They're there getting their hair did. 
And yep. meanwhile, we, we s- find out Jackson is a lawyer. Yes. And a good and Louisiana Shelby lawyer. Shelby is a nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good Louisiana lawyer. And Shelby is a nurse. And she was a nurse for and the, of course, uh, pr- uh, the baby. The baby, the prenatal or the natal, the when they come, you know, when the baby, the neonatal, pediatric. pediatric. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness, if I can get my words together. Uh, yeah, and that Malin doesn't think Shelby needs to be working after she's married. Yep. We find out that basically uh, Shelby is a sick lady, and we find out eventually, as the scene goes on, and I like the conversation that's going in it because like it's. If you see the stage play, everything takes place in the beauty and the beauty salon. Everything does. You oh, so this is like a one set play. Exactly. Oh, wow. And um, oh. so what's interesting is yeah, I did read there's no men in the play. Exactly. I did read that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in here that, and actually the guy who wrote the play is the guy who also wrote the screenplay for the movie. the movie. Yes. So there's a lot of things in the movie that's different and also new uh, that's not in the stage play. Um, but you, what I really like is the conversation and the action. It's just kind of those little things is what I really like in there because you can't help but just love the scene as it's going on because you're still paying attention and you're hearing the dialogue and you got, you know, Shelby and Malin kind of going back and forth. They're kind of bickering, but meanwhile, you got Truvy keeping them in line like, oh, this is a happy thing. Tell us about your colors. And she's like, it's bashful and uh oh, blushful blush blush and black. And blashful. thank you and she's like it's pink yes. and pink and, she, and pink <laughs> and she's like the whole <laughs> wedding chapel it looks like it's covered in pepto-bismol <laughs> so <laughs> and she's like and she's like pink is my signature color <laughs> And we find out that Jackson's groom cake is going to be an armadillo. An armadillo. Red velvet cake. <laughs> Arma- yeah, you're right. Armadillo. You're right. I'm not quite I, I'm not quite there, Chris. <laughs> it's going to be in the shape of an armadillo. And it's red velvet cake. It's going to look like we're cutting open a dead animal. <laughs> and it, guess where it's being served at? The garage. <laughs> the garage. <laughs> yeah. And then I like. And I, I love. Oh, go ahead, Josh. I was just because I like that they give out the Jackson. I think Shelby's one says the Jackson family value. Shoot it, stuff it, or marry it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. Was, she's like, because uh, <laughs> what was it Malin was saying? Like, they just like to kill everything. But meanwhile, you got Shelby says that line in order to try to kind of smooth it over <laughs> to talk about how eccentric, I guess, his family is. And, um, and then meanwhile, what I really like, too, in this scene is how you see Dolly Parton dress Julia Roberts's hair in this scene because you see her <laughs> coming with like flat hair and then she like teases the hell out of it where it's so gigantic and big and then she finally forms it into something and molds right. it into just this you know perfect 80s wedding southern hairdo and then and something else kind of funny about that scene is that like when Dolly's messing with the roller, she messes with the same roller like three yeah. different times. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I, you know, and somehow she gets a braid in there too, which I was like, wait, where did the braid come from? You know, that goes around the top of it because I was like, I don't remember her right. braiding the hair because it kind of happens really quick with how she gets the hair together. So it's really funny. And that instance, well, she's an artiste, Chris. She oh, that's an true. Artiste, like she said to Anel in the beginning, she said, "There's no such thing as natural beauty," and you don't call yourself a beautician; you call yourself a glamour 
a beautician or something like that. Uh, Probably a glamour technician. That's it. Glamour technician. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we find that something's going on with Julia Roberts with Shelby. She's looking a little peaked. She starts getting a little hot. You see some sweat going on. And then, yeah, like I thought she was just panicking, thinking about the wedding. Is I that really okay? Already forgotten. They, yeah, I can see that because that's what I thought too. Because this was what was kind of freaked me out as a kid, mm-hmm. believe it or not, when I first saw it. It still freaks me out that scene. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so she like, you know, is peeking around the collar there. She's like, oh, it's getting hot and blah blah. blah. And the next thing you know, Truby's going back to the hair, and she's like, no, get away from me and blah blah. blah. And then she just kind of goes into this. I don't know what you would call it, like a spasms of sorts. Well, she's going into a hypoglycemic episode. Right, right. Yeah. but the way she's acting is more like these little spasms, you know, where it's just... Oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Because it's really weird for me where she's like, don't touch me with True, because I thought mm-hmm. she was kind of going crazy when I was a kid. I was like, what is she doing? What's, what's going on? But you find out she's diabetic. They have to get her a juice, and... You got <laughs> you got uh, Malin saying her one of her famous lines in this movie is that everyone says when pretty much you want to tell someone to calm down. You say, drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drink your juice, Shelby. I like it. And, you know, Shel- and Shelby's kind of refusing there for a moment. And, you know, her mom's like, oh, I'd like to see you try. Now drink your juice. And she finally drinks her juice. They get her to settle and everything. But then we find out she can't have kids. The doctor says it's not a good idea. And that was yeah, part shouldn't of... shouldn't have kids. Right. Yes. And then that was part of the reason why there was this little fight between her and Jackson, which we kind of saw why they made up in the bathroom earlier in the movie. And that was because he told her, like, hey, we can always adopt. There's plenty of kids out there that needs homes. So that... And that's a lovely sentiment, right? Um, right. But we know, like, with Shelby, she, you know, you pretty much get the idea she wants her, her own children. Um, yeah. She wants to go through the whole... She wants to be a mom. Exactly. She wants to go through the process. And, um, but meanwhile, they get her to settle down. They get her helped and everything. And then, I guess, after that, we go straight into the wedding, right? If I remember correctly. Or was it... No, they run into Weezer outside, I think, right? Outside, because they're taking a ton of dyed eggs That's out right. of this car. Because this yeah. is Easter like, time, folks. They're stacked Easter up time. so high in the... Yeah, this movie, the time frames on this movie jumps, jumps, it does. jumps. Like, how I'm And it doesn't tell you anything. You just kind of have to pay attention to what's going yep. on and in And how theory. you figure it out is through the holidays, through the different holidays it goes right. through. exactly, through the holidays, exactly. And I mean, the, the the eggs are stacked so high in this <laughs> trunk. I'm like, I hope they don't have to drive anywhere because that's not going to happen. But I like how Weezer shows up, of course, with her dog. <laughs> and yeah. she's tired, kind of worn out. She's just like, I have had enough of my day. And she's getting water for the dog, <laughs> trying to tie him up. And then yeah, she tied him to a tree. And then, yeah, she's getting water in the bowl. Yeah. And then she she sees she meets a nail for the first time, and she's like, "Wait a minute, who are <laughs> yeah. you? I know everybody in this town, and I don't know you." <laughs> uh, she's like very kind of strict about it. She, she kind of looks like that that strict teacher you remember as a kid that will just be like, "Uh, uh-uh, what you doing? You ain't, you're you not know, playing those games." Yeah, exactly. We want to know all your business, what you're yeah. doing, where you're going, and it seen. scares the shit out of you, and you <laughs> it makes you sit there and talk. You know, yeah. when you have that kind of person with that kind of attitude and. Which sometimes yeah, I sit and there that's and wish when I had find out about Anel. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's kind of funny. Anel's wearing a necklace that says Anel on it. <laughs> right. 
Yep. And then Anel, you know, she's a nervous wreck as it is, and she's mm. meeting these ladies for the first time. So can you imagine having that kind of authority of Weezer coming at you and giving you the third degree? Yeah, well, and the thing is, is like, you know, like Anel, she's such like a like a timid little mouse, you know, which, you know, we sort of find out later kind of why she's like that. Yeah. So it definitely plays to, you know, the dynamic of her character and how she interacts with her. is in this part too. Right. And and we find out a little bit right here because she finally says she can't really talk about her marriage, but she tells him he's gone. He vanished last week and took all her money, her jewelry, her car. <laughs> right. She's like destitute like, or something. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. And she just goes <laughs> to this town. And just think it took Weezer <laughs> to come out there to get her to say all of that stuff. <clears throat> Right. And that's how she well, makes everyone took, like talk. Like you say, that intimidating force of Weezer mm-hmm. to get her to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. And Shirley MacLaine is no. so good in that because mm-hmm. you kind of see a little bit of that when she was in like Terms of Endearment. Because mm-hmm. I think her character in there had that little bit of authority type too, but not quite to the degree <laughs> in the pessimism of Weezer. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, she goes. Okay, now this ne- this next scene is my fa- it might be my favorite scene of all. Oh, I'm looking. What is it? What is it? <laughs> this is back to drum trying to get rid of these birds. Earlier we had we had a short scene of them in the garage. They were looking for guns or whatever. But no, what they found was firecrackers. Oh yeah. So they shoot all these firecrackers <laughs> into the tree <laughs> to scare these birds. And of course the dog breaks free. So Weezer's trying to run out the dog and get shit on by one of these yes. birds. Right and in don't the forget face. she sque- uh, squeezed the eggs too. For the yeah, church. she slammed the trunk down on the eggs and broke. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of the eggs. Yeah, you're right. And Malin and all them were oh, like, man. "Oh my god!" So yeah, yeah, that 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 was a hilarious. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mentioned, I just sitting there and I'm just remembering Weezer's face when that happens and the dog just takes <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah that that makes me giggle. Um. So I guess. And now we get to the wedding. Thank you. The wedding. I'm trying to get my. Yes. I, there, I remember so many images here, and I'm just trying to get back and like, wait, what was the order again? Um, Hell, I don't know how you do this without <laughs> notes in front of you. I have to have something in front of you. I won't know shit. Well, I'm glad you have the notes because you're. It's helping me out. Um, but anyway, yeah, we got the wedding, and of course, this is just classic, almost like a classic '80s big wedding where the fashion, I tell you, is. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Bit. It's pretty bad. I like the fact that Drum can't fucking hear in the whole damn scene because yep. he's been shooting these guns and firecrackers the whole oh, time. But my, so like, <laughs> but my fa- one of my favorite scenes comes from this wedding, of course. There's actually a couple. One is where we see one of the family relatives of Jackson where she's dancing in that like tight kind of mermaid dress. Oh, yeah, And you got... Uh, Claire Ree and Truvy kind of talking about it, and they're just like, that doesn't seem to look very right. And that's because, you know, they're like, well, obviously she's not wearing Spanx, so she looks like a, a stuffed pig in the blanket. A stuffed pig in a blanket. <laughs> she, yeah, they said, I, I wrote down, the. they said that she looks like two pigs dancing under a blanket. There we go. There we go. <laughs> was like wow and she's like my mom and then she's like my mom always taught me to wear one since i was young and she's like well your mama taught you right <laughs> i mean it did look bad like yeah it was rough yeah it, it was looked rough. bad it looked bad yes and then my other I'll favorite scene that. 
comes where it's at the garage with the groom's cake. We got Weezer there who's serving the cake. And then you got Drum who the comes armadillo up. cake. Yes. And the shape yes. of the armadillo. And I have to agree with Moulin, what she said in the salon. It's obnoxious. You know, it's just like, ah. Oh. Anyway, Drum and Weezer, you know, they got that love-hate thing going on, especially more so the hate, I guess you could say. He comes up, he wants a piece of the cake, and what does she do? She slices off the ass end of the cake and gives him the huge chunk of it. And then he goes right. and says, mm, nothing like a, a good, good piece, piece of, of ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. and then I love the slow look she gives him where she's just like, did he really say, you know, she's like, <laughs> perfect. It was just so good. The nuances that Shirley MacLaine does with this character mm-hmm. is just amazing. Um, Party keeps going on. Finally, we get to the point where uh, is there anything else? That really oh, kind of this, this is funny, too. This is this is where the brothers are bringing the car up <gasps> oh, for the wedding. Yes, and of course, yes. they're firing off guns, but they have condoms blown up as balloons <laughs> stuck, stuck all over the car. Because <laughs> earlier, I don't think we mentioned Malin said, don't you put condoms on that car? It's tacky. <laughs> yes. well, here they come. They did it anyway. <laughs> That's right, because uh, Shelby discovered that box. that with, She's like, you know what? These are rubbers, Mama. They want to cover the whole car in rubbers. <laughs> and she's like, boys, I want to talk to you. And they kind of ditch out you know, before she can get to them. Yeah. Oh, man. And then she... Yeah, it's funny. One of the brothers I recognized, and I, I had to look him up, mm-hmm. and he was actually the uh, brother in Mac and Me, the older brother. Really? Oh, oh I haven't seen Mac and Me in forever, so I totally <laughs> I just, just, I always think of the the clip that Paul Rudd plays every time he goes on Conan. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, Eric going off the side of the cliff in the wheelchair. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember one of the things I like too is when they pulled the car up, and but Shelby hasn't seen it yet, but Malin has. And she's like, well, let's just say you and your husband are gonna. We'll have safe sex or something like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So we get the, the groom and the bride sent on their way. They're sent on their way, and you get a look at the parents, and Malin looks very sad. Mm-hmm. She's scared, obviously. Yep. And Drum looks pretty happy. And that's right. She did tell Jackson before they left as well, like to basically not force Shelby into having kids or don't let her boss him into it and stuff like that so she's very well concerned about her daughter's health and well-being that's right. for sure but um yeah so they go on and then i think this is where it actually skips up to christmas time now right where we finally get into the the big christmas uh town event well f- first you have is this fair that yes. they're at is that at Chris- that's at christmas because i know yeah. when they leave there they go and it's christmas it is because at this be- this fair the fair at the truly is serving this food yeah out of this trough <laughs> i'm like there's no fucking way i'm eating that looks disgusting <laughs> like, she's, it's a big trough of food she's just got a pitcher just shoveling yep. it in there yep. putting it on a plate yeah. and i'm like <laughs> but you know the thing now, is it does look pretty good because it's like a mixture of like I think she said crawfish. Do you remember when uh, oh, yeah. announced like, more. oh, we already took their precious little heads off and stuff like that, you know? And yeah, yeah. So it was like the crawfish and the corn and yeah, the, the crawfish, you know, yeah. crawfish boil. It was like a whole mix. Well, that's a big thing down in Louisiana. Yeah. I was going to say, you guys have lived in Louisiana. I have never been there. Oh, yeah. Oh, crawfish is huge. Craw- crawfish oh, yeah. is a big thing down there. Yeah, yeah exa- people exactly. Fucking bugs, swamp bugs. Yep. 
But <laughs> so yeah, for me, I was locked looking at that, and I was just like, yeah, that looks <laughs> gross. Yeah, honestly. Now she did say. I was gonna say she I, did say one thing. I agree with. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say like honestly, like even when we lived down there, like everywhere you went, like they had crawfish, like available to eat, and sometimes just sitting out, and just oh, and ugh. it was at different kinds of restaurants. Too. Yeah, everywhere you'd even yeah. go to a Chinese restaurant, they had crawfish sitting out, like. <laughs> Yeah, I just I could never do it though. I could never right. eat them. And I love uh, I think uh, I think it's a nail that comes up right here. It might have been Shelby, but Dolly Parton Truvy's out offering her. She's like iced tea is the house wine of the South. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I can get behind that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That yeah. is true. And then you have a good friend like Anel who says, like, "Oh, put your money away," so she doesn't charge Shelby for it. Which I'm like, "Yep, right." And and Anel looks; she's completely different. Like yes. she's got the big hair like Dolly in this scene. Yep, she's she's made up. She's I she's, guess has you see contacts her? because yep. I don't know. No glasses, makeup, right? Uh, she's got like the tight jeans on the tight shirt and the jacket. So she's showing a little bit more curve to her and she's a little bit more loose. So we see her like even playing like the basketball game that's in that fair, you know, and talking about how, you know, she was like, Oh, the divorce finally came through. I was glad to get him out of my life. And she's like, and then I start and she's like, and Truvy show me the way. And she's like, so I started smoking and (laughs) partying. (laughs) And then what was it? Truvy's like showing the way in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I started going to church and doing this and that, and then next thing you got Truvy going, and our little Anel, she's the talk of the town, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, she's the the belle of the town, or something. You know, saying this is the most attractive right. young girl we got in town now. And uh, I like how they were walking, and she's like, everybody stop! I dropped, I lost my contacts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, we find out that um also like shelby is she's not really in their town anymore she's kind of a little further is what it sounds like too um than everyone else right. and then uh oh and claire Reed, we find out too with her that she bought the radio station that something that she mentioned towards the beginning of the movie uh claire is also a whittled whittled a widow <laughs> she's a whittled she's a, a whittled person a whittled person <laughs> <laughs> whittled old bag and uh, she was you know talking about like how there was a radio station that was being sold and even Shelby was like hey you'd be perfect for radio you should buy it and she ends up doing it uh, which is comes to a very funny scene that happens later in that movie too by the way um, it's coming up soon but first we get yeah. Truvy back home yes with her husband because he never goes anywhere with her, you know. It's always her coming home, and he's he's there, but yep. he doesn't go out with her. But he's in the bed, just smoking, drinking. He's Good upset. He got outbid on a job. Yeah, I feel like this is like Dolly Parton's, based on her real husband, because like he doesn't like her real husband does not go with her to these big events or anything. He's always just at home, you know, just waiting right. on her. You know, very loyal to her and stuff like. That. So but I feel like her her husband in this movie is kind of like a reflection of her real life husband but her real life husband was probably a little more romantic you know oh, <laughs> the, was it, is it bud is his name or is that the son's name spud spud spud, spud. okay his name's spud, spud. <laughs> now the, that's the right. son i didn't actually catch his name but it might be bud but yeah the husband's spud 
I was like, really? Potato? Right. He's a potato? <laughs> I mean, it's it, most of the time you see him, he's sitting around. That's so I true. guess it kind of makes sense. He's a potato. And it, so. Like I said, like you got Sam Shepard in this role, right? So, but his role is pretty small. Like if you don't see him, you kind of forget him a little bit. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you sort of forget that Truvy's married well, a little, you know. Yeah, you really do until all of a sudden he's in this like, oh, yeah, she is married. I forgot about that. You're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, it's exactly and like that. You only see her son in a couple of scenes, too, by the way, who's really wild. and <laughs> Yeah, and I forgot to look him up because he looked familiar, but I don't remember who he is. But up next, Chris, is your scene with Clary in the men's football locker room. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I had to try to remember the words because this is going to be really hard. So maybe if it's a little fresh on you guys, try to help me a little bit. So we got Clary where she's got she's doing a radio recording, but she's in there and starts talking about the fashion rather than like the games. And stuff. And you got Weezer who's sitting off in the corner with all these football players that are naked in there. So you got... <laughs> You got some pretty I good. I couldn't believe the amount nudity. of butts you get in this. Exactly. Scene. By the way, I, some, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I was surprised. By the way, it's some sweet butt. <laughs> so I will say that some sweet ass. Some nice butts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I was I was pretty warm there. So I was like, ooh, nice. Um, <laughs> God, Chris, you're so smutty. <laughs> I know. What can I say? Whore. <laughs> okay, maybe to a little bit. It, no, hey, you gotta have bit. a little bit of hoe in you though. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, you got to make it fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Jesus anyway, died yeah. for nothing if you're not a little bit of a hoe. <laughs> hey, and he hung with some hoes. So, <laughs> okay, maybe that part can be cut out, chat. <laughs> but <laughs> nasty. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we got Weezer sitting in the corner. She's seeing a bunch of naked men go around her, and she's just. You know, just looking around like, what am I doing? That's kind of like what her face reminds me. It's like, what am I doing? And then she's hearing. It, it kind of is, but she's also taking out her compact mirror like she's looking at it, but she's really just checking out True. the men behind she is her. She's kind too, of enjoying so. it. <laughs> and then next thing you know, she's like, oh, my God, Clarie, you're being stupid. She's like, stop talking about talk about the game. You know, she's like, no, talk, one, they, all they want to talk about is scoring and touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> so she gives Clarie like the. The blunt truth, like, hey, get to the real thing of it. This is a sports talk show, not not what the football players are wearing. People don't give a shit about that. So, yeah, that was that was a good scene. Not, you know, aside from the obvious reasons, but. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, good scene after all. And then, Josh, what happens after? Okay, now we cut back to Shelby. She's she's at the house with Malin. She's saying that she wanted to get her and Drum together at the same time, but you're never together, so we're just going to have to do this one at a time. <laughs> and she drops the bombshell that she's pregnant. Now, we've already learned she the doctors advise her not to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So Malin is, is upset, you know, oh, obviously yeah. because of the medical history. She is not happy. She's, she's like, you talked about this. Come on. I mean... Yeah, she was this not is, a very is, uh, happy mom at that point. No, no, because it's I mean, it's dangerous. Yeah. And I, I was wondering, like, like this movie, it takes place in the 80s, right? Yes. Like it does take place. Yeah, because remember we got Truby that says this is the 80s. Blah, blah, blah. That's right. She does say this is the 80s. So was being diabetic that huge of a risk in the 80s? Well, to he, having kids. Well, here's the thing. So 
Um, Shelby is a type 1 diabetic. So there's two types of diabetics. The type 1 diabetics are people that are sort of like, you know, afflicted with the condition from a very early age. Like, I'm not sure if they're born with it. Maybe some people are born with it. But she's afflicted with it from a very early age. So, and this is a disease that wrecks havoc on a person's uh, renal system, on their nervous system. And so, you know, when she's had the disease for however long, however old she is in the movie. In her early 20s, at least. um, You know, like, she has probably had a lot of very difficult um, issues Mm -hmm. with it. Um, so, and because pregnancy, it puts such a huge stress on the body. Um, you know, her doctor is probably like, you know, Hey, you know, like, you know, you're looking at your organs getting shifted around. You're looking at, you know, blood pressure going Mm -hmm. up and all this other stuff. It's not good on your body. So yeah, we kind of find out eventually what's going on a little bit with her body too. mm -hmm. And all that stuff, but yeah, it does wreak. It wreaks a lot, like Chad said, it wreaks havoc on your body for sure. Um, you know, our mom is diabetic, and so she's had a lot. Like particularly over this last decade is where it seems like it really has affected her a great deal. So it's it's definitely it's played a lot on her health. It and it's not um, it's not a disease to take lightly. That's for sure. It, and it affects everyone immediate, like within that immediate family. It just seems to have that effect in one way or another. So it's like as things are kind of playing along here as they're talking about it. Right. It definitely feels like for me and Chad that there's some things that we can honestly relate to because we've kind of seen some of it already. You know, it could be pretty scary, too. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be our medical lesson of the week from the Brothers Blevins. And now back to Still Magnolias. Yes. We're, we cut back to Truvies. Yes. Anel and her boyfriend, I don't, they're not married at this point, Sammy, who we didn't mention she met at the reception oh, earlier yeah. as a little bartender totally or whatever. Forgot. The exchange they had, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just one of my favorite <laughs> things. Just to wind back for a sec, back at that wedding, I love when she. She borrows a dress, by the way, which looks very 80s in itself. <laughs> um, and then the guys, she's looking at the drinks and she's also kind of like taking snacks to hide in her purse before Sammy tells her that, hey, you want a drink? It's free. And she's like, oh, OK, well, how about a cherry Coke? <laughs> and uh, just the way she yeah. said it just makes me it makes me giggle, too. I just yeah. <laughs> I saw this I just day, like, and he's like, like when we get sodas and, he, and stuff. We're yeah, like, I have a cherry coke, and like so he fills the coke up, and I love when he's like, it's the best cherry coke in all Louisiana or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we know something eventually develops between them, which at this point in the movie it has. Um, right. This developed. They're decorating trubies for Christmas. Yes. Of course, some random country song comes on playing when they turn on the lights. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know the song. I don't I know. I can't remember either. And, and then I like the decorations, too, because they went really wild a little bit. on some, So you got, like, the little animatronics going on. You got a, 
you know, Big Santa over here. You got Baby Jesus on the other side or something. I mean, it's just kind of a little bit of everything. Well, you know, down south, it's either go big or go home. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, so then, you know, we got Malin here. Shelby's here. Weezer's here, of course. And Shelby is trying to play matchmaker for Weezer here because apparently she ran into someone Weezer used to know <laughs> named Owen. And Weezer wants none of it, of course. I I don't know if you remember some of her lines. Yeah. I remember the the main one right here is when Oh yeah, he's like Malin, Louisa, is that you? Yeah. Oh no, Owen's not in this scene oh, yet. So okay, sorry, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, this is just when Shelby's talking about running into him. But uh Malin tries to offer her maybe we suggest she should get some help or whatever. <laughs> And we, I love this line. I'm not crazy. I've just been in a bad mood for 40 years. <laughs> that's me. That's, that's me. totally Chad. Although not 40, not 40 years. years. Please God, no, not 40 years. <laughs> but I think what's funny about that is in the original play, the the I looked it up. His name is Robert Harling. Mm-hmm. He wrote the movie and the play. He had he didn't have a line in response for Weezer, and whoever was doing it was like, no way. Weezer's this. Very intimidating character the whole time. She right. would have a response ready to go. And that makes a lot so of I'm sense. So I'm glad they changed Me that because, yeah. She's very And snippy. then, yes, here. So for her to not have a line right there would have been a missed opportunity. So I'm glad yes. she had a great one. That was a great line. It was a great <laughs> line. And it describes Chad to a T. <laughs> so. <laughs> and, yes, here's where we get Owen meeting Weezer again and, like you said, Owen's like, hey, Louisa, is that you? Or, and she's like, I think he said, you, you're the same as you ever were. And she's like, well, I'm not as sweet as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that. Did you guys see that meme I think I sent you where uh, someone said it on there? It has that moment where she says that. And but on the meme, it says, like, this is 2020. Basically, this is how it feels like for 2020. And it's like, well, I'm not as sweet as I used to be. Exactly. There you go. Um, but yeah, like that. Uh, she has so many good lines. She really like when you look at this movie so far and what we've talked about. She's the one where we're like, oh yeah, we love this line, that line, mm. and that line. Um, right. Right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we go from that moment, and I think, and this is where they, this is where they're at the party, and Drum tells yes, everyone that she's pregnant. So yes, they do that, and of course, um, Malin is still not very happy about it and the girls notice it so they come to her and it's like hey you know what's going on and she tells them like hey again you know doctor said she shouldn't be doing this because it can kill her and but meanwhile they help her to realize that you know what it may be against the doctor's advice but this is a blessing moment and it may turn out really well and we'll get through this together we're going to be there for you and so right. next thing you know Melinda's on board and we got a baby coming. And the the next scene seems to be the baby's here and they're celebrating the first birthday. Yeah. Like it's a big jump out of nowhere. And this scene was so weird to me because you get a scene of the baby on a lap. You never see Shelby. You see Jackson, Malin, Drum. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a long shot the, of the baby there for a moment. It, and you don't see Shelby at the all baby, in there. Yeah. And them talking to her. Well, and I, I read up on it. And the reason is... That's not Julia Roberts in that scene. That is the baby's actual mom. That's how they kept him calm. 
because I, I was watching, I'm like, man, they're doing a lot of talking for Shelby to not say a damn word. I'm like, right. is Shelby the one holding this baby? And then, of course, it cuts to Shelby outside, and she is wearing the same clothes, so you know that is supposed to be her. Right. But, yeah, that's the reason why behind that. Well, that makes a lot of sense, because I thought that was kind of weird, too. I was like, man, you're not seeing Julia Roberts very much. <laughs> not even a moment where the baby, I don't know, like, maybe you see a, kind of a, a long, uh, oh, God, what we got? Like, a full take there where you even see her holding the baby and maybe smiling at right. the baby or something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. so anyway then we get to um where i think melin has her a beauty appointment and of course shelby's wanting to go with her and she wants to have a drastic change in her hair she wants to cut it short uh so they end up going to the salon they're having their conversation but what i think this may be the moment if i remember right where Again, another Weezer and Clary moment. The conversation they have, because I think this is the one they talk about the arts and wanting to get cultured. In this scene, Clary was like, oh, Weezer, we should plan a trip to New York. We should go see the plays up there and all the culture that's there. And, so, and you know, Weezer's like, I don't need to go do that. She's like, because I love it. She's like, I don't go to, to the plays because I can take a nap for free. And then she's like, I don't... Um, I don't go to the movies because they're full of naked people. <laughs> and I don't read books because they're just going to turn it into a miniseries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, um, she's like, just because I don't want to go doesn't mean I don't support the arts. And she's like, oh, you should be. Um, oh, man, what was it? She said you should be. Was it not? It's yeah, that's nice actually a little bit later. Is I had that in my notes. Okay, all right. Yeah. My bad. This is the scene where I want to say Clarice telling the story about some oh, family member or somebody. You're right. The her nephew. nephew. Yeah. He's like, I got a brain tumor and I only have three months to live <laughs> just to get his family on edge, just to say, nah, that's just a joke. I'm just gay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, well. In the South, they probably would rather you just die. Yeah, yeah didn't hear yeah, that yeah. news. Well, and especially, you know, unfortunately, especially in the eighties, you know, like yeah, that it was well, tougher. Unfortunately, a lot of people I know would still feel that way even in two thousand twenty. Oh so. yeah, there's definitely it definitely yeah, has its, its moments, even though it's you know, gay movement has progressed a lot since then, mm-hmm. and acceptance has grown a lot since then. But uh, right, but man, yeah, can you imagine getting that story? Like, oh, I have a brain tumor. Yeah. It's like, oh, never mind. I'm really gay in real life. And she's like, and then I like the other added story to that where she's like, how do you tell who's gay? And he's like, well, it's like track lighting, <laughs> you know? Uh, oh my God. What was it? She's like, and also uh, I didn't like, write down any of these lines. And then she's like, uh, the nephew also said, and all gay men's names are like Rick, Steve and <laughs> Dave or something like that. <laughs> and then, um, of course, Weezer comes in. And she's got those tomatoes, and she she's like, "I hate gardening." She's like, "You know, I'm okay with my body giving out on me and stuff like that." And like, why do you garden? She's like, "Because yeah. well, she it's also from the says, south. she also <laughs> says, yeah, she also says, I'm an old Southern woman. I wear funny hats and I grow vegetables yes. in the dirt." <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah, so I wrote that line because <laughs> she's like, "That's just what we do," right? <laughs> even though she hates it. Right, and then. Uh, and then like they were like, well, we so what are we talking that about? Anel has become extremely religious. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. 
because she she decided to go to Mardi Gras instead of a Bible retreat, and now she's like <laughs> praying constantly because she feels like she's done wrong. Oh man, that was yeah. And then she's got her poofy hair back and the glasses, and, this, right, and she's, she's no longer the, wearing the tight clothes as well. She's kind of wearing the the dresses again. And then also I yeah, do like back. when Weezer says she's like. They were going, what you talking about? And they go, oh, we're talking about track lighting. And they go, she's, oh, I love track lighting. She's like, my grandson set me up with uh, mine or something. <laughs> and they all laughing because they knew what they were setting her up for. Right. Um, but then we get, of course, a very serious moment. Right, Josh? Yes, with Shelby, we find out she's been getting dialysis for her. Because of the baby, she now needs kidney transplant. Right. Mm-hmm. You guys could probably explain a little better on the medical side of that stuff than I can, but yeah, and then like that's the, the gist of it. The arms. You remember her arms in that scene when they when uh Truvy yes. finds it and she's like, What is going on? What are you she's like, What are you doing? Driving nails up your arm? Because the veins are like popped huge. You well, know, you know why? Because whew. they put the um they actually surgically input tubes. Oh, into yeah. the arteries in the arms yeah. Yeah. in order to do the dialysis. So you get them on both sides, I think. You get them yeah. on each right. arm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And her arms look like something nasty, like out of Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. the way Jared Leto's arms oh, looked in that. That's it, a good it looked bad. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And it was bruised, you know, nasty, kind of bruisey looking and stuff. But they're like, it's okay. It's just. You know, helping out. And then, of course, she's going to get a, the transplant. And we find that Malin is going to give part of her kidneys to Shelby. So, right. Then meanwhile, we cut to before this. Before that, before that, oh. before we find yeah, that go out, ahead. we got to cook. We got to cut to the grocery store. scene. Yes. That's what I was getting ready to go. We've, into. Seen, we've seen, we've seen quite a few times. Weezer and Clary, even though Weezer's always angry at everything, they have a close relationship mm-hmm. and Weezer's actually feeling remorseful for saying that she don't care if her body gives out. Yes. In front of Shelby. But I had to laugh because she's walking around the grocery store with an open box of Twinkies just eating them out of the box. <laughs> well, well, as one does they, when they're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have my share of that too, so that's okay. And then they come across the section of what I would call beanie weenies or pork and beans. <laughs> Is that what you try to look for, like Josh, at the grocery store? You look for the sign yeah. that says beanie weenies? <laughs> Exactly. That's what exactly. I'm like, where's that beanie weenie sign? <laughs> exactly. But Clary like loads the cart down because apparently Drum loves beans, pork and beans. That's like, yeah. yes, he loves it. And then of course you get. But you see her doing like, like throwing uh-uh. all those beans in there, and I like like all oh, the whole display. Yeah. She's putting the whole damn display. And it in there. finally gets the Weezer to be like. What the hell? That's a lot of beans, you know? And I like it because I think she obviously kind of did that on purpose to get Weezer laughing, Mm -hmm. which I think is, you know, to kind of smile and lighten up and be like, hey, it's okay. It'll be fine. But I had to go back for a real quick second because there's one thing I did like. Oh, no, never mind. Cut. We're good. Coming up? Yeah, we're good. Keep going. Okay. So now we, we get a scene at a nail's house with Sammy and she opens her refrigerator. And she's like, what is that in here? And it's a single beer. Oh, but wait, and she is ready to flip out what she called a refrigerator. Chad, do you remember? Oh, f- the Frigidaire. <laughs> frigidaire. <laughs> the, the name brand, I guess. Yeah. That is a name brand. So what is in my Frigidaire? <laughs> 
fridge. Yeah, what is in my Frigidaire? Yeah, that's <laughs> and it's a refrigerator that looks like it's more from the fifties yeah. than the eighties. But so they must have an old one. Well, you can tell they're living in a uh, very small. I don't want to even really say house. Almost kind of like an apartment or a mm. duplex or something that they're in because you know it's right. a little different there, but. I love how she starts taking the alcohol, pouring it. He's like, "Oh, god damn it, a nail!" And she's like, "What did no, you no. just?" She's say? like, "For Christ, for That's Christ's right. sake!" It's <laughs> like, "What'd you say, Christ?" And then, yes, he does say the goddamn it. She's like, "You know what? We need to pray." And he's just like, "I'd rather eat dirt." <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny because I sit there and go, "I can see Chad saying that," and then I can also see Josh saying that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I probably would, yeah. Well, you know, it's then like we our, get a quick scene. I was gonna say, well, it's like our cousin used to say, "God made dirt, and dirt won't hurt." Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gee, okay. There's a saying. <laughs> so then we cut to Truvy at her house with Spud. McKenzie. I just I didn't really write down anything except for the fact that he's working on his car underneath the car yeah. with a lit cigarette in his mouth, and I'm like, I hope no oil falls down on oh, you. Oh yeah, so, oh, yeah. They had me tense. <laughs> yes yeah because it's interesting is at this point you're kind of having these different moments of the girls reflecting on the seriousness of the surgery and they're all just kind of like oh i feel bad and they're all trying to do something to help the family Mm -hmm. and so you have these kind of different scenes and now you got right you come to truvy worth her moment yeah as you were saying Um, and now we cut to shelby and the family playing cards and the the boys are all making <laughs> jokes about these organ transplants. And and Drum is not happy. He is pissed that they're making all this. Yep. And I didn't write down most of the jokes except for a tell of two kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> and I like too because even Shelby's laughing about it and having a good time and even making jokes herself. So Right, exactly. Yeah. But you feel bad for Drum too, because he's like, Damn it, this is this is bad. I don't like this going on. Well, I mean, you know, he's scared for his daughter yeah. and his mm-hmm. wife. So, yeah, it, he's got to be a nervous wreck going into this. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they even say they do them all the time. They do, like, four or seven, four to seven a week or something. I'm like, that is not a lot. Like, compared to, like, now, right. you feel a lot more comfortable going into that than what they say. I'm like, it's not a whole lot they're talking about doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, um... So, yeah, then what goes on from there, Joshy? Now we go to church. Oh, Weezer's coming in, yes. and apparently Owen is a choir boy, because I think that's what he's doing anyway. <laughs> I don't know. And by the way, <laughs> this is where there's a great line from Weezer again in the church. And she, she winks at Owen, so you know that she's at least started hanging out mm-hmm. with him, because, you know... And you got Truvy and Nell and Clarice oh, there. Oh, by the way, you got Anel where she's like, this is not her, the church she goes to, but she's running late right. for her regular church. And Dolly's like, it doesn't matter what church you go to. God just wants you there. <laughs> you know, and then she yeah, ends up just going. gets in the car with her and goes. Yeah. yeah. And then she ends up going and they're right there. Uh, they're in the pews, you know, behind right. her. And Clarice's like, well, I've heard a certain someone is seeing a such, you know, Seeing another certain someone and blog, which they're talking about Weezer and Owen. And right. then, uh, oh my God, Josh, did you write down the line for this one where she turns around and she's like, that's not true? I went, Oh, you used to dress up as nuns and go bar hopping. 
I was like, you know what? I could see Chad doing that <laughs> <laughs> when he was in San Francisco that one time. <laughs> Anything could happen out there, right, Chad? Exactly. What stays there? Hey. What happens there stays there. Yeah. Like, and you've seen like a Vegas, lot. But you've seen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got no legs. <laughs> I ain't got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, oh man, or that one guy that was singing like, you know, in the train that one time. Do you remember? Oh, when when I was out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Oh, the old man that was like <laughs> screaming. He's like. He's like, I ain't never touched a pussy, but I've had a dick. (laughs) (laughs) And he just kept saying that over and over and over again. I was like, man, I'm not taking the bus ever again in this fucking city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. So so now we get to the actual transplant and they're just saying everything went good. And that kind of weird to go from that story into like, oh, now we got something serious (laughs) with the transplant. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then from there, once again, I don't know exactly when this transplant happened, but now we cut to Halloween. Yes. And Anel's arriving home. And they're surprising her, like, they're surprising her with a wedding shower. Well, actually. They all have, like, Halloween masks on. Yeah, I think they did the, um, it's her, yeah, your wedding shower, but I think it was at Truvy's, right? Yeah, I think it is at Truvy's, Mm -hmm. because that's why she, yeah, you're right, right, not right, I wrote home, but you're right, she's coming into Truvy's, all the lights are off, and they all surprise her. It's like, that's what you get for marrying on Halloween. Exactly. Sorry, Josh. I just and, heard Melinda saying that, and I felt like I could hear yeah. your stepmom saying it that way too back then. Be like, yeah, you know, yeah. And then of course she's opening gifts, and Weezer has bought her lingerie, <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "Well, I'm sure Sammy wouldn't mind you reading your Bible in bed as long as you're wearing something inspirational." That's a good one. See, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this- all those lines. All those lines. Yeah, yeah. She definitely got some uh, great lines in this movie. I'll give you that. But isn't that kind of funny to see like how the time, uh, how they do the time changes in the mm-hmm. movie by using these holidays to do that? Right. But yeah, we got yeah, it is. We cut to the shower, and then after they have that moment, and you kind of see like from Anel where she almost feels a little uncomfortable, but at the same oh, time, yeah. she's also kind of laughing too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we get a quick scene at the hospital. Shelby's about to leave work, and you can tell That's she's right. not feeling right, you know. And then that it's really just that short because then we cut back to Truvy's and Weezer and Clary are well, I guess Clary's getting a facial, and Weezer's getting her lip wax. That's right, this is like. where we come to the, the culture. For me yes, the whole movie. <laughs> oh my god, I yes. love this. <laughs> Love yeah, because first of all, Clary brings up the fact that <laughs> Anne Boleyn had six fingers, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. so she had, I forgot how, <laughs> she couldn't figure out the fact that it meant six fingers on one hand. <laughs> she's like, she only had six fingers? She's like, no, total, she had 11. What? <laughs> she couldn't figure out that it meant six on one hand and five on the other. She, that wasn't, she wasn't comprehending that. And then she's like, but yes, yeah. then I have the does a see place because she can nap at home. No movies because they're trash and full of naked people. <laughs> doesn't read books because if they're good, they'll turn into a miniseries. <laughs> yes, I have that and, line that you talked about. Right. And then there. she's like, oh, you should be, I want to say nice or something. She's like, no, she's like, oh, you should be a little bit more pleasant. She's like, damn it, Clary, I am pleasant. Well, I just ran into John Meetington at the Piggly Wiggly and I smiled at the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't write that down, but that was a good line. <laughs> <laughs> and then the wa- and then Nell waxes her top lip there, and she's like, "I 
Ow! And then she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, Anel, you could take that Bible and shove it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's such a great way. It's one of my favorite moments in the, the whole movie. That's for sure. And then we cut to another serious scene. Shelby is taking little Jack Jr. trick-or-treating. And she starts to collapse on the stairs. And she yes. says she's going to go inside and make the phone call. And, of course, Jackson gets home. Mm-hmm. He is not in a hurry because he never got that phone call. Baby Jack is crying. And she finally looks outside and sees that she is she had the phone in her hand, but she passed out on the stairs and never made the phone call. Yeah. And it's pretty scary, too, because then it gets to the hospital, I think, after that, right? Right. And we see yep. Malin... Yep. What, this is such a good shot. Mm-hmm. I love the shot a lot because it's just Sally Field is amazing in this movie too. As right at this point, this is where I really just I think she just I don't know she ups her game a lot. Like she was good through the whole movie. Don't get me wrong, but at this point where things are so serious, that way that she's walking, um, right, and that long shot, I, I don't. You just you feel that urgency. You feel that concern, the scaredness of it. Oh man, it's I don't know. For it stays with you. And they almost didn't let Sally Field do the role because they didn't think. And this this will show you how old Shelby is. Shelby was twenty two, mm-hmm. because I read that they didn't almost didn't let Sally Field play. They didn't think she'd be believable. She didn't look old enough to have a twenty two year old. And she's like, I have a son who's about to be twenty one now. So why am I not? I mean, oh wow, I'm legitimately that old. But I mean, Sally Field does look. I mean, she looks the same in this, yeah, as she does in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, you know? and the thing is, like, I feel like as a as a kid growing up, and I, we've seen, I think, Sally Field in a lot of movies growing up as in our generation. She never seemed to just age. I think she just seemed like she was. To me, I'm kind of used to her always, usually kind of that motherly mm-hmm. figure, usually right. So I sometimes forget about like her earlier roles, like Norma Ray and Smokey and the Bandit. The you Flying know, Nun. Yeah, The Flying <laughs> Nun, of course. So, you know, some of those younger roles that she played in were because I'm used to her being the mother role typically. But yeah. she's always yep. shines in them. So you, you know, you can't fault her at just, she's such a damn good actress. Um, and I have a scene yeah. later on where she actually does a, uh, what was her name in Mrs. Doubtfire? Miranda? Yes. Mm-hmm. She, she, she does a scene kind of like that that I'll talk about when we get there because it reminded me of it. I'll be interested to hear that. But, uh, like you said, Melinda arrives. It's a great shot. We get a shot of Shelby with all the tubes in her. Oh, that was creepy, too. Like, this is another thing. Yeah. Um. So we see that she's on life support, obviously. She's got the right. tubes in her mouth. And you see also the breathing machine where it's measuring how she's breathing. And you got the heart monitor going on, too. And then what's brilliant about this entire sequence of her in the hospital, there's no music. Mm-hmm. It is really quiet. And all you hear is just like the machines going, the bells and whistles, the yeah. bells and whistles, which I hate. I hate the sound of those. Like even when I'm in the hospital, mm-hmm. I just hate the sound of that. Oh, I I feel you. I mean, you know, kind of using our. So, I mean, it works for the scene. Yeah, That's what they were going for. Because kind of like using as our mom as an example, when she had her moment in the hospital, that was just something that we heard a lot, and it just freaks you out sometimes yeah. when it, you hear it beeping or. You hear yeah. and it sounds like horns or something going off, and you think, "Oh God, what's going on? What's going on now?" If you're not used to it, it's really weird. But what I love about this is that it really um, this is where it affects you. I think as the viewer, it hits you in the gut, 
and immediately. So you see Malin, yeah. like where she's on the side of the bed and she's holding her daughter's hand and she's singing uh, the lullaby. She's humming it. And so you, oh my God, you just feel for her. And then the, of course, you know, the time elapses. So you see that she's been in the, the coma for yeah, days. She's like, she, right. She's like doing workouts, mm-hmm. saying that they're doing her Jane Fonda workouts. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, the one that got me, I think, is when she's sitting in front of her with the picture of her and her son. Yes. Saying, you open your eyes, you got to see Jack Jr., you open your eyes. And then she's sitting by the bed reading to her, and Drum says, you know, you need to go home. And she's like, what if she opens her eyes for two minutes and I miss it? Yeah. And, you know, the, the scary thing is, too, is like when, again, like our incident with our mom and stuff, our dad was just like that. Mm-hmm. He was... Right there by our mom's side, day and night, every hour, every minute. It was hard to get him to take a break to be like, go get something to eat, go get something to drink. Yeah, you know, get I, a, I can attest to that because I actually, yeah, I remember we came up there. Me and mm-hmm. my wife came up there and we made dinner one night and made him come and eat it. I remember that actually. Yeah, it, ooh, it just it hits home really yeah. bad. And I think for any viewer who's ever been through that kind of situation or you've seen friends and family go through that situation it hits hard and um yep. so yeah you have that moment where like this really good sequence she's trying to do everything she can um there's just no change in her situation at all uh, no and you get the shot of jackson yeah. signing off the dnr and i'm like oh shit yeah and of course they take shelby off the ventilator and, and this is she's gone another great scene I think, too, um, where it makes you cry big time. This is where you need the tissues. You know, the machines are slowly, 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 slowly getting to that point where there's no life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And also, right. they cut off Julia Roberts from this. You don't see her face at all at this right. point. You're just watching the monitor mm-hmm. for her only life signal before it dissipates. And then, of course, you got Malin, who's the only one in the room because all the guys left. Hence why. Take it. Yeah, hence why the movie was called Steel Magnolias, by the way. You know, because the, as uh, Malin, I think, mentions even in another scene, which we'll get to. Um, but it's such a strong moment, a strong scene. And then she comes out and she tells them, like, and she's calm in this moment, which is mm-hmm. really weird. And she's like, Jackson, yeah, you need to get the pink suit from the closet that she wears. Uh, tells her husband which um funeral home to call and then another moment that gets you is when she's like hey where's jackson jr and she goes and gets the baby and she travels who knows how far you could tell it's overnight and then right. she, the baby runs to her and then when she mm-hmm. grabs the baby right. oh. yeah and, Ooh, and i had a question you. about that maybe maybe you would know the answer when she gets jack jr right here like, does she have, like, is she taking him? Like, does Jackson want nothing to do with him? Because you don't see him the rest of the movie. Well, you see him at the funeral, right. but you don't see him with his dad, I guess, the rest of the movie. I didn't take it that way. How I kind of took it is that okay. it was, um, obviously, Jack is a reflection of her daughter. You know, it's like the only thing that's left of her daughter in the world, I think. So, I, I think there's a part of her where she's just she's very attached to the kid, obviously. And like any, I think most grandmothers would be, you know, it's it's a part of your child and 
you just want to spend more time with them. I just think Jackson or the father, <laughs> Jackson Sr., you know, he's just he's that big time lawyer. So he's going to be kind of busy with his job, which I kind of got that sense as well. When uh, yeah. before he found her at home, um, you know, passed out and everything. So, right. That's kind of how I took it as uh, I think he. He's a father that's there. We, it's just that this movie obviously centers around these particular women and their characters. Okay. Now we get before the funeral, we get a shot at Truby's house and Spud is getting dressed up. Uh, yes. And of course I had to make the note. I was like, it takes a death for you to finally get off your ass for this woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. But. Oh my God, Josh. <laughs> Just like this is not how you romance your wife. <laughs> Doesn't matter how long you've been yeah. married. Right, right. And then, uh, but then, he yeah, has a get... really nice moment with her. I will say, you finally kind of get he at does. least a little moment where it's like, okay, so you know, he's he's a little emotional. He is, and but I guess that was my point is that it took it someone dying to get him there. Yeah. Like other than that, he doesn't seem to give a damn. Well, it <laughs> so, definitely took Trudy by anyway. surprise a little bit, I think. Yeah, you know. she was surprised he wanted to go. You're right. I mean, which once again shows how little he does with her. Yeah. <laughs> that she's surprised he'd even go to a funeral. But but then he ends up doing something super sweet later, which we'll get to. You know what I'm talking about? Because it seems like that kind of changes his character a little bit, even though you don't really see him very much throughout the movie. Of right, course. right. But yeah, uh, keep no, going, Josh. The, <laughs> as I say, we, we get the funeral. I don't. Oh, that was not really. One. You don't see much at the funeral yeah. that much, except for after the funeral, like when Melinda's at the casket by herself, and of course, Truvy, Clary, and Eloise are they all have to come up and be with her. That's a hard scene too, by the way. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I it think is. So. And when it, it is a hard scene, and when when uh, Melinda gets mad, this is where I got that doubt fire range because she's like that's my daughter oh yeah but the way she did it it just reminds me of a party a party a party <laughs> like she goes through the different voices in doubtfire as comedic she kind of does the same thing here but in a much more serious tone yeah, yeah you're right like, you're right there's yeah. that moment where she um she's sitting there like she has that breakdown where she kind of cries for a moment and then she stops right just out of nowhere right. she's like no no, I, I'm not yeah, doing it. You know, that's definitely yeah. a Sally Field signature. That's like her, Agreed. her Agreed. style of acting when she approaches those sort of because, like, even in the scenes. Lincoln, I kind of feel like there's a mm-hmm. moment in there. I don't know if you've seen that one, Josh, but um, what is Lincoln it? Lincoln with, with Daniel Day Lewis? <laughs> oh no, I don't. Uh, as people who listen to the show, I have it on the DVR. <laughs> <laughs> but He's legally obligated to say that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but there's a moment where she kind of does the same thing with that style and there well, too. Yeah, I mean, even know. like, you know, and soap dish. Soap dish is a good know, one too. She, yeah. She did the same. Which by the like way, a, Josh, a have, you got to see that one if you haven't. <laughs> it's got a very young um, Robert Downey Jr. in it. Great ensemble cast. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll that for way. sure. Just like this movie. Um, but yeah, like the, the scene here, the graveyard scene. Ooh, that really gets you. Cause the way that she's also talking about how like, Especially her speech. Um, mm-hmm. I really Basically saying that, you know, she had prepared herself to be gone before her daughter. Yeah. I, I love when she sits there. Yeah, she's no, like, I mean, my daughter couldn't run to, you know, Texas and back, but I can. 
and she's like mad at God, basically. Like, why could why couldn't it? You know, I'm the one supposed to go first, and and then I love too where she said, and she's like, I'm lucky because I brought this wonderful creature into the world, and then I was also the one to see her drift away. Ooh, that may, I'm sorry, guys. That kind of makes me <laughs> emotional too because with those specific mm-hmm. words right there. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes, guys can be a little emotional too, viewers on you know, but <laughs> but 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 they break it up nicely right here. Mm-hmm. She gets mad. She's like, I just want to hit something hard. And Clary <laughs> offers up Weezer. <laughs> yeah, yep, Weezer. She's like, Clary, are you mad? She's like, No, you get to be the only girl in Chicopee to say that you hit Weezer or something like that. And she's like. You and then Weezer turns and she's like mad and she turns to Clarine and she goes, You are a pig from hell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then we get to the part oh, yeah. where it's uh, they're back, I guess you would say, at True not Truvies, um but at Malin's house. And well at first yeah. you get the scene of Weezer sitting on the yep. bench and Clarine comes to talk and they start like elbowing each other oh, and Weezer eventually knocks bitch. her off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little scene. And and I love that because that's just like, that's something that only best friends would do with each other. True. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And she's like, things were getting serious there. Mm -hmm. Had to lighten up the mood. And then you kind of have that little mood. It's like you let out the steam for a moment, but then you get over and you just have that laughter. It's, it is great because I do love Clary and Weezer's friendship. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of reminisces with me and Chad in summer. So even though we're <laughs> brothers, that's kind of like how our relationship too can be at times where it's like, I'll just elbow him or something. And then we'll laugh in the next moment. Or push him off a curb full of snow. I remember that. <laughs> all the way well, actually tiny story. You know what I did to him one time when we were kids, our dad had this swing set that he had made for us that he had built. And I was pushing Chad and I pushed him so hard. The swing fell over, so Chad <laughs> ended up yeah, face planting <laughs> into the ground. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, my dad got upset. And I start, you know what I did? I ran to my Power Wheels car and I start trying <laughs> to drive away from my dad while my dad's chasing me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna get me. Right. But then, needless to say, I didn't realize, oh, wait, this speed thing is not going too fast. And then dad ends up catching me, so... Kind of did yeah. like an Austin Powers sort of like yeah. dive into the front seat. I did. Try yeah. to gun it. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. <laughs> yes, little side story there. And yeah, now we cut back to Malin's and they're still just talking. And, and Weezer lets out that she has Malin in her prayers. Yes. And of course, the nail perks up at this. And she's like, you know what? I expected that all along. She's like, yes, Anel, I do pray. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. She's like, it's just not at one of those, what, cutting up chickens revivals or something like that. <laughs> She's like, well, not on your first visit. <laughs> oh, that's where Olympia Dukakis is like, like, well spoken, Anel. Well, she's like, spoken like a true spoken smart like ass. Spoken like a true smart ass, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was a great line. Oh, man. So and good. now we cut back and we'll, we'll, we're, we'll, we're full circle from the beginning of the movie because we're back at Easter again. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're out. I don't know where they're at because there's a it's swing like the out town there. Park, essentially, the yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And Jack Jr.'s in the swing and we find out 
Anel is pregnant. And that she's going to name the baby Shelby. Oh, but here's the funny thing. Sammy oh. is with her, but he's got to play the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I do have that next. that Because it cuts to her after that saying that she's nine months pregnant and he's playing the Easter Bunny. Yes, you're right. Because what was the line he said, too? It was like, it's like, oh, I don't want to do this or whatever. She's like, well, I'm carrying the baby. I don't want to really do that either sometimes. But you know, what? I got to do it anyway or something. <laughs> something to that degree. Right. Yeah. But yeah, then we have. Uh, this is where yeah. Spud, where I guess this is his nice gesture you're talking about. Oh, yes. Where he um, he's got a surprise for Truvy. So he drives her up to this store that's there. But. And it's like with other stores, I think, if I remember right. But anyway, in this particular store, and above it says Truvies. And so he has her take off the blindfold, and she's like, oh my god, I'm a chain! So she's yeah. got a another store, basically. A second shop yeah. open, yep. So I was like, well, that was really nice of him to do. Like, It kind of shows a little growth that he's doing maybe a little bit more for her now. Mm-hmm. Right. But that was sweet there. Yeah, and then we cut back, and this is the scene you guys had shown me years ago. We get Clary telling Jack Jr. <laughs> the story about his mom, Shelby, and that there was a good fairy named Clary and an ugly old witch named Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, now we get Weezer coming in with Owen, and Clary sends Jack Jr. down to the Easter Bunny after the story. And of course, he's sitting there by a tree, and she pops out. Oh, Weezer the tree does, yeah. Su- yeah, Weezer pops out behind the tree. It's like, you remember your old pal Weezer? And he's like, eh, hey, hey, hey. Yes, he just slaps her right in the face <laughs> and runs away. And that was the scene you guys had shown me. <laughs> that was the only thing I had seen from this movie before watching this whole thing right here. But yeah, like, he runs to Milan, Milan hugs him, and. Then next, you know, ah, and then the last bit, Anel is starting to go yes. into labor. She's going into labor. And she has to get in the truck with Truvy and Spud, so he's going to drive them off. Oh, and Sammy, but I love still when Weezer Easter- sees Anel coming up, and she's like, oh, my God, she's going to have a baby. She's going to have a baby. I like how she's screaming it out so loud, and she's, like, trying to make sure people move out of the way. Yeah, I love that. And then, of course, she got... um Truvy's son shows up and she's like, hey, he's like, hey, Sammy, come on, get on the bike. And he, he jumps on the, the motorcycle with the, the Easter, Easter Bunny, Bunny rabbit hat around and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, then, and yeah. the credits roll as they're following them through town. Like, it doesn't just stop there. No. You get to see him driving the truck all crazily trying to get her to the hospital. Yep. And him riding on the bike behind in the Easter Bunny suit. <laughs> and you got that epic drama scene or song kind of playing yeah. in the background the with all the orchestra. So, yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that is still Magnolias. And that beautiful. <laughs> That's a good movie. It's It's great. Now, Josh, this was your first time seeing it, and it's about time, but what did, what did you think? I mean, overall, it's pretty good. Uh, I definitely, I, I think, obviously, Shirley MacLaine steals the show. Yeah. I think that's obvious. She has some of the best lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see this being a movie that I, like, put on my revisit all that often, because it is, 
it's a full two hours, which is a little long for my taste in my old age. I like them about 90 <laughs> minutes now, especially if I'm going to do a revisit. <laughs> but overall, I can't complain too much. Yeah, I think I can't remember if Charlotte McClain had a Golden Globe nomination or not for supporting actress. No, it may have been Julia Roberts. I, I think got a Golden Globe nomination for it and maybe Sally Field, but it's kind of surprising how there wasn't many nominations for this movie when it came out, especially for the performances, at least, because it totally would have been worth it. Well, my guess is it came out the same year as when Harry met Sally, and I'm guessing that took some of them. That, so. and then I think, I don't know, did My Left Foot come out that same year, too? So that may have... Gar- I know that garnered a lot of nominations at that, that time. That did. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same year or not, but yes, that did. But yeah, there was... So I guess... Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, it was just... I don't know, it's just one of those really... To me, I sit there and I think, man, I remember... Because me and Chad, you know, we were born in good old West Virginia at the time. So I feel like in the small town that we were born at, and just from what I remember, it just... How things operated there in (laughs) Chicopee, if you will, kind of was the same way. Like, I can remember seeing kind of those houses that were beauty salons yeah and, and like everybody knew everybody like mm-hmm. weirdly enough like and nowadays every- <laughs> i just don't know like yeah you know and everyone went to the same events so like yeah. if there was a fair in town everyone yep. was going to be it was going to be like the social event yep. and you know whatever stuff was going on if it was some sort of parties mm-hmm. you know for the holidays and whatnot people were going to be there and the neighbors knew you know yeah we're kind of always going to be there and and everyone kind of knew each other's business in some respect, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of feel like, oh, that's a big Southern mm-hmm. thing, especially if you're in a small town. It it probably just says, like, yeah, this is very much what I remember growing up with a little bit, too. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for this episode covering Still Magnolias. So next week we will have an episode on Mortal Kombat. And if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, tomorrow, Saturday the 25th, we shall be doing a live interview with at least a couple of the cast members from Mortal Kombat from 1995 for the 25th anniversary reunion. And also, just a heads up, in August, we are going to be reviewing some pretty much unknown films from people that have submitted films to us and asked us to review so if you have any that you would like to ask us to review, just get in contact with us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us a message. We're very active on there. And we'll be sure to try and take a look at it for you. And we'll give you a we'll give a short spoiler-free review on those because they're not easily accessible. So that's gonna wrap it up, and I will see you guys next time. <laughs>